Welcome to the Talk with Clads podcast. Your host is Katie Ann, an island girl on a journey with her guests to learn about their backgrounds, businesses, passions, experiences, life lessons, and wins. Come and laugh, cheer, learn, and plan with us. My friend, take some time to come and talk with Clads. Hello world, welcome to Talk with Clads. My name is Katie Ann and I will be your host for today. How are you guys? Welcome, welcome, welcome. So welcome everyone. We are going to be talking about stay interviews and why it's important for an organization to have a stay interview. Whether you're the employer or the candidate, stay interviews, or the employee, I should say, are beneficial. So I'm going to be making the case for that today, all right? When the person is gone, um, not before the person comes, well, you can build on attracting employee. It gives leaders insight on how can you engage? How can I retain my employees? How do I keep my top performers? And so it puts leaders in a solution seat. You know, you have the information from those surveys, regardless of how that survey is distributed, you as a tool, you now have the information and now you can use it to make programs at the organization better. And also it can be, it can be used, you know, because employees can give information or informational insight on vendors or customers. And that's also information that you can use. And so that is why we're speaking about stay interviews because they're so advantageous, but yet we're saying they're dinosaur. Dinosaur? No, they're actually very, very, very helpful. Now, as a business leader or as an employee, entrepreneur, What's your relationship with your colleagues or if you're a manager, what's your relation, your supervisor, employee relationship, especially when it comes on to engagement and retainment. And when I say engage, how tuned in is your employee? How committed are they to, to their positions, right? And a lot of times what the reason why people are committed or stay committed to their job opportunities is the relationship that they have with their supervisor of the or their boss if you're the owner of a business if that relationship is one that is toxic i can guarantee you they are not going to stay because you know statistics shows that most people stay or leave because of their relationship with their supervisors or if it's a smaller business their boss engagement engagement itself is very 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 strongly influenced by leadership qualities and the employee's level of engagement it's higher when the supervisor manager boss whatever your title is as a higher level of engagement as well so if it's this someone that's not going speaking with their you know engaging with their employees you're going to find that the employees are pretty much the same way I remember working at an organization, which I shall not say where, paid well. And it was one of the strangest things because they had a, a cafe. And in that cafe, they, it was fully stocked for free. Like they had the, I think Keurig had just come out. And 
cute. You could get coffees, teas, whatever, any treats, anything for breakfast. Was it was always in there. But I always found it strange that people would just come get their coffee, and you know they say sometimes you're at a, an employer and there's water cooler conversation. Well, there was no water cooler conversation. People would just come in. They would grab the coffee, eyes down, meaning don't talk to me, and then they just go back to their desk. And I found it to be one of the strangest thing because I was coming from an employer that was more involved. I had food trucks. I was on the, you know, always interacting with the employees. So to go from that to just everyone looking down, I was like, oh, Lord, please save me. I don't know what this is. It pays well, but I don't know if I can hang in there because this is not the type of environment that I want to be in. So those are things when you talk about engagement, those are things that you should pay attention to because culture, it does, you know, engagement plays a part of company culture. So always when you're interviewing with someone, not me going on a rant right now, but when you're interviewing, just remember the interview goes both ways. You are being interviewed by the employer and you are interviewing the employer because you want to know if it's the right fit for you. What's the company's culture like? Because that's where you're going to spend most of your time. And you want to know that it's not a culture where it's negative and it's going to drain you. Because, you know, those it's gonna, you're not going to stay. Or if you're going to stay, you're going to be stressed. And it probably ain't going to be worth it. So when you're interviewing, those are questions you ask. But this podcast is not about interviewing. We can touch base on that another time. It's about stay interviewed. So let me kind of reel it back. Because, you know. I love HR. So when I start talking about HR, I get a little bit passionate. So let's go back to stay interviews. Clad's resources and consulting values its customers. Our planner footsteps to my vision is a 13 month planner that can be used for five years. It walks you through smart goals, SWOT analysis, action planning, and holds you accountable through three monthly check-ins. We work only with top quality materials, innovative designs, and verified suppliers, which are guaranteed to deliver to our high expectations because when it comes to our customer satisfaction, there's no room for compromise. Made with high quality PU leather and paper planner helps you focus on achieving your goals by giving you a sense of personal and professional satisfaction. Some of the amazing features of this product Vision Board Planner, Luxury Pen, 8GB USB Flash Drive, Wireless Mouse, Ultra Elegant Packaging Box, available in five stunning colors, black, red, gold, pink, navy blue. Material, PU Leather, 13-month planner, elastic band for easy handling. Our Footsteps to My Vision is available at Amazon, Facebook, Instagram, our website, and at Walmart. You may also follow us at www.cladsresources.com, Instagram, Clads Resources, Facebook, www.facebook.com forward slash Clads Resources forward slash. You're listening to Talk with Clads. Find more resources online at cladsresources.com. Now back to the show with your host, Katie Ann. So engaged employees, 
are typically, you know, you're, it's easier to retain those employees. So I read a book where it was saying that a study by the Development Dimensions International. So let me say that again, Development Dimensions Internationals. They found that employees responded very highly to supervisor that employees who were engaged responded more to supervisors that were also engaged, right? And it says, well, how are you able to tell that what are the personalities characteristics that are closely linked to engagement? And this is what they identified. Adaptability, and by adaptability, they mean that employees that are open that have an openness to new ideas and experiences just think about that think about that in your business think about that in a professional setting if you if you are someone who is employed and you know you can start identifying someone that's or employees that are engaged so they said adaptability openness to new ideas and experience and they're willing and openly ready to modify their different uh, whatever work approaches in response to change is think of like COVID-19 has impacted us globally, right? Everything has been impacted by COVID. And so some organizations had to change their work model. They had to go remote, right? If, if they were used to employees coming into the office or traveling between different offices, now you had to manage employees now that were working remote and sometimes they were even global. So think about that. I think Zoom actually benefited from that because I think Zoom went from 70 something dollars a share to over 400 at one point. So great job, Zoom. But it's, and now Zoom has become a part of our language. So adaptability is a sign of someone that is engaged. And also achievement orientation, meaning that they're pushing themselves through a continuous cycle of setting goals, reaching them and setting progressively more challenging goals. So as a business owner, if you have an employee who, you know, they've done one thing and they say, okay, how can I make this business better? And then they try to achieve that goal. And sometimes it's not even a goal that the employer may have set for themselves, but they are achievement oriented. Also, they have to be attracted to work, you know, maintaining a positive view of the job despite the stress and the frustration of the job. Emotional maturity. They tend to avoid any impulsive actions and any extreme or sustained emotional reactions that would negatively impact work effectiveness and coworker relations. Listen to that. So it sounds like they're really a team player too, right? And then they always have a positive disposition. So you don't want someone that's too agreeable. Because I mean, to me, an employee that's always agreeable sometimes is not someone that's engaged. But a positive disposition, they are agreeable with their customers and peers. They're willing to help others achieve their goals too. But, you know, they're able to to make sound decisions and, and, and give constructive feedback when needed. And so the last characteristic that they said is self-efficacy and that's exhibiting secure unyielding confidence in the ability to succeed in the job and to advance beyond one's current position and then that goes back to someone who's achievement orientation that they are able to push oneself all right and so if a supervisor manager business owner is able to develop those characteristics within their employee, like they're providing 
feedback. And when I say feedback, because I hate, you know, being in HR is one of the things I, I, I see. And hate is probably a strong word. Where you're sticking with an employee and you never give them feedback throughout the year. And then, you know, you may even tell them that they're doing a good job. And then in the performance eval, that's when you're going to list a million things that they did wrong. Listen, that is a practice of what not to do as a leader. X, wrong bang. If you're Jamaican, you understand that one. Wrong bang, wrong works, wrong bang. You're supposed to give feedback to the employee throughout the year. You know, give them, coach them. Uh, you can sit with them one-on-one on, and not only negative feedback, you know, it, it, and I don't say negative, you should give constructive feedback. You did this wrong, you know. No, that's not a good way to coach an employee. You can say, you know, this is an area where you can develop a little bit more. This is what I observe, but maybe you could practice or, or do something else, whatever your solution is, and see what the employee says, all right? And so giving them uh, feedback, uh, coaching opportunities, developing like those positive one-on-ones. And that's important with a relationship between employer, employee to have that positive one-on-one relationship and not just trying to fix the program. Oh, we're going to do a recognition program. Well, recognition because I'm walking through the door or you should have recognized that I was doing well. And give me feedback or provide coaching opportunities so I can develop as a professional. So these are things that we need to look at as uh, managers or employers in general to help develop or employees. And that is going to be a part of the state interview because those, those things will also come up. You know, it's the good thing about the survey. As I said, it it's... A great way, it doesn't matter how you collect it, how you do, use a Likert scale survey or whatever, you know, but utilize it to your advantage. Supervisors do have an influence on retention. You know, research has shown that a poor supervisor, it it shows that percentage-wise, about 60% of the employees left because the relationship with the supervisor were not great. And so you're being able to utilize that stay interview where you can solicit feedback from the employee regarding their work environment, any types of customer interaction, any types of customer feedback. It's a great tool. It's really a great tool to use. What makes a good stay interview, right? Because stay interviews build trust between employee, employer, right? You know, a supervisor who asks questions, uh, does active practices, active listening, and they act and communicate honestly, honestly, that strengthens the trust with their employees. And that's a very important supervisory skill for increasing engagement and retention. So what are the the major features of a stay interview? Right? What are some things? What are the ingredients? Like what's cooking in a stay interview? You know, because from an employee's perspective, with the stay interview, they're hearing that, okay, my employer cares about me. My employer wants to know what I need to stay and grow with the company. And then on the supervisor's part, it's saying, okay, you have to, uh, you know, 
hey, you are part of this. This is you retention and engagement is a part of your responsibility. And the employees sometimes they'll accept the responsibility of what? Staying. So so let's look at the ingredients of what makes a positive or a a, a good state interview because positive. Let's say good a good state interview. Let me not get extra with it. So it's always good to have your stakeholders be bought into the process. When senior leaders conduct a stay interview, that's always a good sign that the company cares. If the stakeholders are not involved, then it, believe it or not, the employees can see that. So one of the core features is that it cascades. So from top to leaders, to the director, to the employees, in terms of the the steps in the interview. It's always good, if possible, to conduct the interviews in person. And when you're having that conversation with a leader, you feel a little bit important, right? You're like, oh, they know who I am? Then they should set expectations. You know, leaders should be able to emphasize that the focus will be on things that can influence or control the company. They listen to all concerns, but they have to be honest. They have to be honest. They have to make a schedule. You know, you just don't pop up or, you know, and, and take the employee from work. You know, it has to be something that's scheduled and the feedback has to be separated from the employee's performance because the employee shouldn't feel like it's a performance improvement conversation, but it could, it, it should focus on what improvements can I, that as an employer I can put in place or as a business owner that can raise my employees' level of engagement and retention. Tip, don't send the questions to the employees or the participant in advance because you want it to be an honest conversation and having like a scripted opening. You know, that may not work because people can sense if someone is being genuine. Are you genuinely interested in in hearing my feedback as an employee or is this bull, right? So you want to... Not send questions in advance, but schedule at the employee and say, hey, this is, you know, I, I just want to hear your feedback. You know, this is your check mark on me. What, what do I do well? How can I improve as an organization? How can I improve as a business? What would you do different if you were in my shoes? Now, I may not be able to do everything that you suggest, but I am listening to what you say and I may be able to implement some of the things that you say. So very, very important to be honest and transparent in your process then i mean who's your target audience right well because you have to prepare you're not just gonna just go and do an interview and not be prepared because then that that comes across also as a waste of time and, a dis- and disrespectful to the employee because you're wasting their time you didn't take the time to prepare no prepare 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 can i say that again prepare so just make sure that whatever the group is that you're targeting, you know, you may segment the different types of employees. When I say type, I don't mean demographics or meaning race, religion, any type of those things that can be seen as discrimination. But, you know, you may want to do one department before the other one. So you have to figure out like what the target audience is and then you prepare. Do you want to do your high performance first? or who you identify as a high performer. That could be a way. But you should not only do state interviews with, with people that you have identified as high performance. And high performance, you know, that's going to be based on your organizations or business metrics. And no scripted uh, response. You may prepare in terms of 
you know what some of the things are going to come up with and you have a general idea of what you want to say. But if you're reading from a paper, I don't know if that's going to go over positively with your employees. You should have some type of solution as a leader on how to respond to um, complex issues and uh, address it. So someone may bring up career pathing. Hey, I'm at the organization, but there are no growth opportunities for me. And so, you know, I don't know, while I love the organization, I don't know if I would stay because, you know, the next person in the road is not going to leave until death, right? I just exaggerated, please. But sometimes that's how, that's the feedback, you know, that I get sometimes when I'm speaking to someone who's looking for a different career opportunity. Love my organization, but you know what? The job not going to be open until this person retires and person is pretty young. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look elsewhere. And so, you know, if you know that that's an issue with your organization, right? And that's where you're tapped in to know what's going on. Then you may want to come up with a career ladder or training opportunities or professional growth opportunities. If it be cross training, any types of certification, but have some types of solution, you know, and that comes with preparation as to before you have that interview, have some, some solutions in place and then, you know, follow up, follow up, follow up, follow up, follow up with the employees, follow up on with whatever things you've said that you've promised as an employee. Don't just make a promise and then don't do it. And, you know, I've read where it says that it should be done annually. I guess it just depends on the size of your department and the size of your organization. Some people do it twice a year. Um, that's just going to be business specific, right? Definitely business specific as to what will work for yourself and for your organization. Clad's resources and consulting values its customers. Our planner footsteps to my vision is a 13 month planner that can be used for five years. It walks you through smart goals, SWOT analysis, action planning, and holds you accountable through three monthly check-ins. We work only with top quality materials, innovative designs, and verified suppliers which are guaranteed to deliver to our high expectations because when it comes to our customer satisfaction, there's no room for compromise. Made with high quality PU leather and paper planner helps you focus on achieving your goals by giving you a sense of personal and professional satisfaction. Some of the amazing features of this product, vision board planner, luxury pen, eight gigabyte USB flash drive, wireless mouse, ultra elegant packaging box, available in five stunning colors, black, red, gold, pink, navy blue. Material, PU leather, 13 month planner, elastic band for easy handling. Our Footsteps to My Vision is available at Amazon, Facebook, Instagram, our website, and at Walmart. You may also follow us at www.cladsresources.com, Instagram, Clads Resources, Facebook, www.facebook.com forward slash Clads Resources forward slash. You're listening to Talk with Clads. Find more resources online at cladsresources.com. Now back to the show with your host, Katie Ann. The attitude of a leader should not be, hey, didn't we just do this a while back? Like, you know, I don't believe in this. You know, if they want to leave, they're going to leave or this is a, a time wasted. So 
it's important that they practice stay interview skills, which is note-taking, listening, being able to to dive in or delve in for more information, you know, develop effective stay plans. Now, now it's probably not just going to be one person that's going to do a stay plan. It may be a team and taking some responsibilities for the company's policies, even if you don't agree with it. Because if you're able to say to the employee, you know, I know this is our policy and that, you know, at some times I may struggle with that. But it, at the end of the day, it's the organization's policy. Then the employer will, will, the employee, I should say, will see that you are being genuine. Now, as a leader, you, you might be like, I don't know if I'm good. I'm ready to do a stay interview. You know, why not practice role play with someone before you do it with the employee? You know, everyone is human. Everyone has their insecurities. If you feel a little bit uncomfortable as a business owner, as an employer, do some role playing. Do some role playing at home and see how it goes or with a colleague that you trust that will keep that information confidential before it comes out, before you actually do it. Give you some tips on how to do it better. And then, you know, you can say, hey, what did you like? How can I do this differently? What are the verbal parts that you, you liked and like? What's my nonverbal body cues like? What's my body language? And they can give you honest feedback if you are not very comfortable doing a stay interview to start. All right. So what are some questions that you can ask in a stay interview? Now, remember, I am not the guru of all things stay interview. I am, as I said, I, I do believe in stay interviews. And I read this awesome book about stay interviews. And I want to share my knowledge with you because we're growing together as a family. So just sprinkling a little HR in this podcast too. Clad's Resources and Consulting is an HR consulting firm. Thank you very much. So hey, you're going to get some HR knowledge now and again. All right. So what are some questions that you can ask as a part of a stay interview? So I'd say one of the first questions is very, very, very simple, right? And it's, why do you come to work? Now you can make it a little bit more, I guess, informal because mine may sound a little bit too informal. But you can say, why do you come to work every day? I bet you get a, a genuine answer, right? Some people say, well, I need to pay my bills, <laughs> which is a genuine answer. Another one is like, what do you look forward to each day when you come commute to work or on your way to work? You know, <laughs> if someone says, listen, in my car... I pray before I step into work. Well, I will tell you that you have some issues, right? That you may need to address because they may not stay. Why do you stay here? You know, what is it about this position that makes you stay? You may get the bill question, the bill answer again. Now, this is a, a little bit of a tricky one because, you, you know, I, I would say give a disclaimer and say, hey, you know, this is for the organization to grow and nothing that you say is going to be held against you in a court of law. Or your job, all right? Just to bring a little joke there. But it's, and this is one of the questions I would say. Hopefully, you can be transparent and say, hey, I'm just, we are trying to improve our programs here and to build employee engagement and retention. And the information that you share will help us to do so. So this question is, when was the last time that you thought about leaving us as an employer? And what was the reason that made you thought of leaving us? No, everyone, when they have a nine to five business owners, you may not want to hear this, cock your ears. Everyone thinks about leaving at some point, right? So it's 
very direct in asking that that it's a question that brings a much needed conversation into light because some things are simply fixable right and in your program that you're putting together then you could address whatever that the information is that is shared tell me more about what happened sometimes it's, it's you know internal interconflict within the workplace that you know some coaching can take care of and you know and you can say well, what can i do better to make this a better environment environment for me and people love to give feedback they love to give feedback so that you know you're 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 soliciting information so you know be prepared that you may get an answer that you're like oh you know but prepare and and that's the part of preparation right what can i do to make this job better for you some people may say monetary if you can't you can't everyone has to adhere to a budget now one of the things that i've seen in the candidate employer market that you know typically before you used to have to go to an employer and you some people do panel interviews they'll have you waiting you go in you have to sell yourself to them and that's why i say when you're interviewing it's a two-way street you're interviewing the employer as much as the employer is interviewing you and so you know typically employers they have a lot of candidates in the past right vying for the one position and that was called an employer's market no with COVID-19 you know COVID-19 has done a shift on a global scale where people are like I don't know if I want to be in a nine-to-five anymore or if I am in a nine-to-five, I want to be in, in something that provides work-life balance. I don't want to work as hard as my parents. And I, I, I want you guys to go back and listen to the podcast, The Student and the Entrepreneur, because we had a Harvard grad that she expressed what I just said. She didn't want to be a business owner. Her mom is a business owner. And she, did, she respected her mom's hustle, but she just doesn't want the same life. And I can tell you, probably if you speak to my daughter, she probably shares the same mindset where they're looking for work-life balance and not so much, oh, I'm going to stay for one company for 20 years and see if I can retire with this organization. They're looking for, okay, let's see what this organization have. My daughter, hers is, oh, I want to work for six months and then travel. Some jobs offer that, you know, if she can find it great for her. But, you know, it's flipped. From an employer's market to a candidate's market. You know, there is a shortage, and, and especially if you're in certain fields, I've seen the nursing industry has boomed. If you are a nurse, kudos to you. It's one job I couldn't do, but I know that right now the nurses are kicking butts, right? There's so many opportunities out there. There's so many opportunities out there for a nurse. And so, great profession if you're in that industry to do some state interviews with your nurses to see why they're staying because as i said earlier covid has caused a shift where you now have the demand depending on the industry because that sounds like a very generalized statement so let me let me just bring it back a little bit depending on the industry but based on what i've been seeing which it seems now that there has been a shift from an employer's market to a candidate's market candidates are more demanding of what their expectations are within a position. And you know what? They will 
ghost you in a second, whether it be a high-level position or a low-level position. You know, they just don't show up. It, it's, it's called ghosting. And so if you don't understand what the term is for ghosting, sometimes you hear it when you're dating someone, you say, oh, that person ghosted me. It says, I had to do Google because I wanted to say this. It says the practice of ending, uh, no, it's not that type of ghosting. But ghosting means that they just don't show up. <laughs> They're a ghost. They're see-through. There's nothing there. So going back to the state interview, you may get the feedback when you say, okay, what can I do t- for you to make this position a little bit better? And the person may go back and say, well, I could take a, a, a nice hike in salary. The salary that you offer right here is pretty low. As a small business, you may have to, you know, it's most times it's not doable. As an organization, most times it's not doable. You know why? Because organizations go by budgets. And so if you know that that may be an issue, right? No, and your budget can't do it. Your budget can't provide the exper- the monies that others are looking for, then you have to prepare and have an answer already as to why the organization is unable to raise any salaries at this time and if it's something that they can address in the near future or in the foreseeable future. And this is where honesty comes in because people know when you are BSing, right? And the the state interview, I mean, you're trying to retain and engage. And so with, with retaining and engage, you have to be transparent and honest in your process and what the outcome of the process um, may include. And if that if you can't do the finance, you just can't do the finance. And one of the things that you have to realize when you're doing your stay interviews is also, we also have to look at the, the different generations. I am from an island where I grew up, where people were staying in jobs for 20 to 30 years. And then I migrated to the U.S., I've I've been here now forever, half of my life, where people average two to three years. So, but for me, it was people who were, you know, the generation before me, they believed in staying in their jobs until retirement. My generation, maybe we kind of sought to believe that, but not really. We kind of tested out sometime. But then you have different generations. And I'm not talking about ageism because it's not about discrimination but you also have to be aware of the generations within your workforce right and so you hear a lot about millennials and they have a different mindset go back to the podcast the student and the entrepreneur and that and when you listen to the guest Tonyan, she is a millennial and she discussed her she discussed what her expectations are in a job. She's amazing job, by the way, guys. Amazing, amazing, amazing. So shout out to Tony and who's doing great and, and big things. But a lot of times what you see is that they're not so much focused on what the paycheck is. They're looking for purpose, right? And and so that's also a lot of times where you see them have leaving the workforce to start their own businesses because they want to know what their purpose is in life. And they're looking for not jobs not only job satisfaction but they're looking for development and with development you don't have bosses you have coaches you don't have someone who's a boss you have someone who coaches you into development so that's one of the things that you have to look at and as i said earlier no one 
I'm not a millennial, but I can tell you the annual the annual reviews where you're just talking to me for one one time. That's not very positive for me. I've experienced it, and I was very honest in my feedback to someone who I met like maybe three would three months, and then she wanted to do an annual review. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> I'm gonna send this review back here, and then I'm gonna need you to be prepared, and then we can do it again. Rewind. True story. But you want that ongoing conversation and not just oh you know what six months ago this is what you did wrong where you can go okay you know in that moment it's a great opportunity for training and coaching me coaching me i love feedback now do i listen to all of them probably not but my thing is thank you for the feedback right and so you're not there to fix someone's weakness but you're there to develop their strengths so that's something that you have to how can i develop this employee's strength based on the information that's provided in the in the uh, state interview and you know some people need to see the job as a part of their life i know we wanted we want to with the millennials now there's no separation you know and then you have what gen x gen z or maybe the, the last one too young but they want to stay, they want that work-life balance, but they also need to see the job as a part of their purpose. And as I said, that's why you now have a lot of entrepreneurs out there that I, I see people doing the candles, they're doing their own candles, there are influencers out there, social media influencers. Who knew that you could be an influencer 10 years ago, right? You, the, the, the path was that you would be You'd be on a TV or something. You had to have some type of popularity before you became an influencer. And, and you know what? That has been turned on its head because people think outside of the box. Like my little son, hear me going on a rant for a little bit. He is four and he'll watch those YouTube videos, which I find extremely like, what is this? With people opening toys, playing toys. And these are grown people, by the way, that are doing these, these toys. But he's so enamored by it. And I'm sure, you know what? He's not the only one. But that person has been able to tap into a niche that works for them. So when you say purpose, they care about purpose. So make sure that when you're doing your stay interview, you're looking at the different generations and addressing like what will work for them. What works for a millennial may not work for another generation. All right. And again, we have to look at that. We are not trying to do any discriminatory practices that will gonna, that's going to put you into any legal issues. So when you're, when you're constructing your stay interview, make sure it's best to have your uh, compliance team. And if you're a small business, if you need to see a small business attorney, there are different websites that you can go on to get the information. Um, as I said, you can also, from employees, if, if you are in a sales-driven, anything that's customer-based, because really and truly every business has customers at some point, you can build customer service um, questions because the employees are the ones that are interacting with these customers. Um, so you can build those customer service questions that can be addressed in the state interview. So have I made my case for a state interview? Are you still thinking about it? Well, I find state interviews as an employee, as someone that 
has their own business, of someone that may have represented a business, an organization as the employer, I find them very useful. I find them extremely useful. So great. You know, let me know. DM me and let me know what your thoughts are. Send me an email. Let me know your thoughts. And we can have a very constructive conversation about the topic. Well, guys, it's it's come it's become that time. It's become that time. I think I went on and on and on and on. But hopefully you learned something from um stay interviews. A great book that I actually got, and this is a free plug. It's actually a Sherman Best Seller, Society of Human Resources Managers. It's The Power of Stay Interviews for Engagement and Retention by Richard Finnegan. And I was actually referencing some of the information when I was speaking to you because I actually find this very, very useful. I tell you, I read a lot of texts. No, I haven't read a fun book or listened to an audio book, but I need to do that in the future. Still working on my book, The Reasons Why Americans Choose War or reasons to kill why Americans choose war. It's trying to figure out the topic just the same, or the heading. And I'll touch base with you and, and see what my feedback is. And if you have the book and want to give me some tips, because at the end of that, I have to do a book report. Yes, I said I'm still in school. You can let me know. But thank you, everyone, for taking some time to sit and chat with your girl, If it, whether you're at work or you're at the gym working out, or you're working on your New Year's goal, you're looking at your, hopefully you're looking at your vision board over and over and over. Remember, it needs to be in a high traffic area. We're still in the month of, we're still in the first part of the year. It's never too late to start the vision board. Hear me keep saying that. It's never too late for you to start your vision board. And then, you know, using your planners, footsteps to my vision. They're actually on sale at Amazon. They're on sale at Amazon, Etsy, Walmart, Instagram, Facebook. They're all over. So grab your book. Um, your vision, the, the vision board is where you put it in a high traffic area. When I had say high traffic, just you. Because some, you know, my vision board is in my closet. It's not high traffic, but besides me. So put it in an area that you can see it. You remember it. It's about making the invisible visible. It works. It's manifestation. You also have to do the work, and that's the the purpose of the planner. It kind of walks you through the process of doing the work. So, thank you, everyone. Thank you, everyone, for taking some time to sit, chat, listen. Remember to like this podcast, share it with your friends, subscribe on YouTube. I'm gonna start doing videos i haven't gotten there as yet i know i have all of my guests asking hey are we gonna do videos and i'm like oh let's see let's see where this goes because i i I like right now the videos is not distracting you all know what i look like i look like what i look like on my my um insta and i post all the time but let's see i'm not ruling it out maybe it's a goal that i'll tackle in the year ahead but thank you everyone for taking some time to talk with clads Bye, guys. Thanks for listening. Find us on social media at Clads Resources and online at www.cladsresources.com. Our planner, Footsteps to My Vision, is also located on our website or on Facebook, Instagram, or Amazon. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share, and check back weekly for new episodes. Until next time, keep creating your footpath to your vision.